I was about to say howdy, y'all. You'll have to cut this out, Joe. Sorry. It's hard not to once you start. Right? You know, mess me up. But I'll go with, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Barnacles with Jep and Devin. It's the last episode of season one. We made it. Uh, we we made are, it. Wow. We, we did it. We're finally here. There was and a small chance we would actually make it this far, but we have. We have. You, you thought it was a small How? What do you think was going to happen? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've started a lot of things that uh, I didn't see to completion, but <laughs> this has been well, good. This is not one of them. This was your your brainchild. And we, you know, I'm going to stop with the, the analogy there and just say that we did it. We presented this thing. Anyway, we got the episode Hooky and Mermaid Man and Particle Boy 2. That was what I was going to say before, before we went on this this weird tangent that was kind of sweet. Mm. We also have a guest. Yeah. Our friend, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark. Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> Good to be I'm here. I, I honestly didn't realize there were season finales of the first seasons of SpongeBob. And so to know that the season finale is pretty thrilling. So I don't know if they marketed it as the season finale, but it is the last episode of the season. So it just yeah. so happens. There was there was no I guess they weren't certain if they were gonna get a second season. You know, you never know that, I guess, when you're going into it. You know, there are no seasons under under the sea. <laughs> so until they, that's why you have to have it in your hibernation bubble. But that's a different episode. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, there was actually something in this this first episode that felt like they were acknowledging that it was the end of the season. Like they made it through a whole season. And I'll get to it when when we get to that part. I'll make sure to point it out. But um, but yeah, we we made it through twenty. Are we doubling the episodes? I guess it's twenty whole. I don't know. We got through yeah. twenty yeah. episodes of of this. So. Yeah, this is our 20th episode, not counting the bonus barnacles. <laughs> yeah. Bonus barnacles. Oh, yeah. Bonus barnacles, Mark. Bonus yeah. barnacles. It's those extra ones that you can't really get to under the boat. That's right. Gotta, like hidden by the, by the rudder. Yeah, exactly. We can jump right in. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good enough hook in the, I don't know. I was trying to think of something. That was decent. I, see yeah. what you did. I tried, the hook tried to keep you back. Hooked. Trying to keep you hooked. <laughs> Hooky, um, okay, so we start out, we have some fishermen uh, up on the shore fish, up on the, the ocean fishing. Uh, SpongeBob is trying to get that nasty barnacle under table nine. Yeah. Um, Ooh, those bonus barnacles. That's right. Those are the ones. Those are the ones. Oh, man. And then Mr. Krabs comes bursting in and screams, they're back. And nobody cares. Just <laughs> this is not the first. This can't be the first time this has happened for these patrons. Yeah, Mr. Krabs definitely has that vibe of the like the crazy sailor that just comes in and just. I mean, that's. I mean, it's, it's essentially what happened. You know, mm-hmm. they're back. It's here. Batten now the hatches. Like he's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that one guy's like, "Can I get this to go?" <laughs> you don't know how lucky you are. That's right. Squidward's like, oh man. This is how I trade places. He puts a trash can on top of his head. Yeah. Like, oh, fucking inspection. He's like, oh, yep, ah, there's one. <laughs> yeah, one of what? One of those barnacles, I guess. Uh huh. <laughs> no idea. Um, but Krabs does have one person who will listen to him. Uh, and, and that's Spongebob. So <laughs> he's demonstrating. He grabs a guy by his britches. <laughs> he slurps up <laughs> an entire drink through a straw. Pulls it higher <laughs> and higher and higher. <laughs> and then they cook you. And then they eat you. Or worse. What could, yeah. What could be worse than that? Gift shop. <laughs> what, what I loved about that is that it totally felt like foreshadowing to the oh, SpongeBob yeah. movie. I was just the same thing. They get to the gift shop. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So SpongeBob hides in a box uh, because he's afraid of the hooks already. 
slithers back into the <laughs> into the kitchen and uh just in time for his bad influence to show up <laughs> the oh, carnival is back in town patrick's this patrick's that kid that's not coming to school he's real cool he, he has a driver's license for everybody else <laughs> it was like skipping class um it's, it's like, like the lunch time not coming back yeah, what would you call that when you skip out on school? Hmm, there's a word mm-hmm. for it. I playing, can't think. playing something. Yeah. Playing, oh, uh, we'll playing, figure it playing out. Playing fishing. Point. Playing fishing. Mm, close. Well, we'll figure it out at some point. Uh, <laughs> so Patrick convinces him, you know, you're just taking a break. And uh, that that's good enough for SpongeBob. He just appears next to Patrick. And they go to they go to the carnival. Why is nobody here? I don't know. There was one kid here earlier. Yeah. We have yeah, these to subtle lies that Patrick is telling is the is the real it's not really a lie, but it's like undermining all the things SpongeBob believes throughout the episode. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I can't I can't just leave my work. He's like, You're not leaving, you're just taking a break. Yeah. Like, Let me just shift your paradigm. See the world my way, SpongeBob. Let's yeah. be bad. Let's be bad. Yeah. Patrick does not do SpongeBob any favors this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, comes back around too. He yeah. said not to go near them, but he didn't say not to jump on them and ride them like a horsey. Exactly. That's going near them. Uh-huh. So much uh-huh. worse. You must, you must go near them in order to do that. <laughs> <sighs> How could they be dangerous? They're covered in free cheese. Right. Do do fishermen use cheese? I mean, they weren't going to use dead fish or dead or worms in the use worms, couldn't they? They could use worms. They they do eventually use a worm to feed a sea creature. Yeah. That does happen later when you know they they're feeding their their baby clan their baby yeah, baby baby scallop. Yeah, that was a lot of work that I'm going to have to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I mean, you should leave it. Yeah, it's all, it's natural. Oh, Audience man, loves like, stuff like that. Yeah, I like the description of the cheese that he gives. You remember <laughs> what word he uses about the cheese, though? Oh gosh. Uh, nope, oh, I didn't write it down. Cheesy. Ah, yeah, you're right. I remember now. Oh, oh Did and then- anybody else feel like they looked like SpongeBob? Like all those blocks of cheese look like little orange SpongeBob's. That's oh, my dad still calls SpongeBob cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's why they did it. You just transpose that animation block and whoop, <laughs> take a couple corners off SpongeBob and orange it up. That's that. Nailed. That's that '90s animation technique. Uh huh. I like this idea. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> also, I was reading. Okay, so the does this look dangerous? That moment was actually mm-hmm. cut out of several uh, European countries, which what? is oh. very ironic because that pretty much answers Patrick's question about how it looks. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it cut? Is there? Did they explain that? It looks so dangerous. No, like it self harm yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's self. If it's anything, it's legitimate. It's self harm, though. Like, extreme yeah. cartoon violence. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> just it is disturbing. Yeah, when he takes hook and he eats the cheese off it, and you see the hook poking out the back of his head. It's like, whoo! Yeah, uh, don't do back. that. Yeah. yeah, tickle your no brain, Patrick. Oh, <laughs> yep. He could have just pulled the cheese off. He could right? have. It's just a, it's a series of of bad decisions. Yeah, but Patrick's not worried because he just has this idea that well, you just jump off before you get too high, and it's a technique. Yeah. A good, a good use of the term high, Jeff, to uh, this is a cautionary tale about drugs, obviously. That's true. I, this could be, this is kind of like karate choppers, where it's like, okay, I think I get what they're referencing, but uh, <laughs> you know, this one I can accept as, as a uh, veiled innuendo about drugs. I could see that. I oh, just, yeah. I don't know why. I, the karate choppers, man. Y'all, y'all trying to ruin that one for me. Let me keep my innocence. 
Yeah, Devin, I was that thinking was... during this episode that like you could just show this episode for your youth group. Just... <laughs> right, get those dare role models out of there and just bring in this. I don't know if y'all remember dare role models from when we were in school. I, I don't know if that's still a thing. You said dare. Okay. Yeah. I misheard A-R-E. that. I was a dare that's role model. Hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was going to have to use the uh, dolphin. I thought book. it was going to be our first bleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just show it. You're like, this is, this is what happens, kids. Right. When, you, when you get hooked on drugs, boom. Right. Nailed it. First try. Yeah, by the way, this, because I knew like hooky, it was like, okay, they're hooks and they're playing hooky by skipping. But this is, it's like there's three meanings because they're also oh, yeah. getting hooked. Because he even goes, I'm hooked. Yeah, it's a triple meaning. That's wow. really <laughs> This episode has just skyrocketed in cultural relevance. <laughs> For that reason. The whole episode mm-hmm. is based on that chance at wordplay. Yeah. Yeah, at the time, SpongeBob was really into it because he says, this is more fun than double overtime at the Krusty Krab. <laughs> Man. It's a little ironic because he's skipping work. To- right? But- the breakdown of his moral structure is all over the place. Mm. That's true. Everything he holds dear is crumbling before him. <laughs> Gives it up for this passing <laughs> moment. It just keeps getting deeper and deeper. Yeah, this is a powerful episode. <laughs> It is. It is. Did y'all catch what Patrick says when they do the first, like, you know, ride it like a horse and they go all the way up? Um, he he gets on there and he goes, woohoo, hi-ho, silverfish. Yes. <laughs> and I, I I really appreciated that. Instead of hi-ho, silver, I was like, yeah, that's, that's clever. So we go back to the Krusty Krab. Squidward is making the food. Uh, we get the great line, my sandwich tastes like a fried boot. My sandwich is a fried boot. That's Everyone, that is that you got to be shut down after that. But oh yeah, uh, right. You people, can't just steal in people's boots. No, <sighs> where did he get the boot from? Well, it's not his. It's not. It's not the. It's not the squeaky boot because when Mr. Crab fried those, he ate them. He ate, fried both of them and ate both of them. So this this is a different fried boot that has been produced from the Krusty Krab. You're yeah. telling me you think the digestive system of a crab can break down a boot? <laughs> well, he shrunk mm. them and ate them. Oh, mm. You're right. You're right. It wouldn't be now, now you got me thinking. <laughs> I have to do a little research after this. Oh, man. Everybody is just screaming at Squidward. They're like leaning over into the back. Right? They're in the kitchen. Yeah. He's like, Fred why do you eat the stuff anyways? <laughs> What did what did Fred say? He said something about like my kids, my kids they're they're starving or something like that. It almost sounded like he said they haven't eaten in days, which but I feel is like fault. is not Squidward's fault. That's yeah. totally Fred's fault. Right. Right. I mean, I know that you're like you know recuperating from your last leg injury, but <laughs> you still have to take care of your kids. Yeah, there's more of those coming. You're gonna have to learn how to cope. Yeah. Exactly. He should have. He should have got an Af. He should got an Aflac to take care of your medical expenses that health insurance doesn't doesn't cover. We are not getting paid by Aflac. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is not an official paid content. <laughs> oh man! So uh, Mr. Krabs almost needs to be bleeped out there. He says, "Mr. Squidward, <laughs> what the hell of it's going on in here?" Yes. <laughs> oh man! But no, I I quote this line as much as I could possibly quote it since it doesn't relate to anything. But uh, Mr. Krabs says, no one's taking a break at the Krusty Krabs since the Chum Famine of 59. <laughs> Absolutely. I've, I've done the same thing, Jeff. Like, no one's taking a break at the Krusty Krabs since the Chum Famine of 59. It's like, Mr. Krabs has at least two accents in this, like, in this <laughs> moment, he's like, I don't know what, Scottish? It's not an Irish, yeah. What's oh my gosh. Y'all have quoted that with no context? Oh, it's break. the greatest quote. <laughs> oh, taking a break. Having a 59. <laughs> like, how old is Mr. Krabs? And, ooh, we actually did find this out. Oh. oh, man, what year was he born? What did his license say? Well, I saw a trivia about this one that he was born in 42. So th- he would have owned the Krusty Krab when he was like 16 or something or 17. Uh, uh, well, yeah, he was the founder, right? Yeah, he found it. He's Back in the crap. day, you could you could start a business at 16. That's fine. 
Mark said he is the Krusty Krab. That's right. <laughs> Only getting crustier. <laughs> I mean, that's an old crab. He is. Yeah. He is. He is definitively crab. a boomer. <laughs> I like when the doors are swinging and Squidward's like, "Wait, <laughs> no!" And people are just <laughs> no. progressively more just swarming him. <laughs> it's a great visual gag. Mm. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Krabs is out in the hooky land. The carnival. The carnival. <laughs> And he's like, if I could hold them in my arms one last time, and SpongeBob Patrick float down, he's like, I throttle them. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about the floating for just a moment? And I'm sure you've covered the physics of SpongeBob before. Many times. Yeah, it, it's all it all makes sense. Right, 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 right. Sound like, logic. Yeah, they're definitely the internal logic is really what gets me. Is is you know sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like sometimes you float down to the planet. Sometimes you fall and make a hole in the ground. It's just they, some it, those times that they fall and make the hole. It's because they don't open up the shorts. You're right. It's like it's like Batman. You know, he's got his cape, and then he when he goes flat with it out, and then he goes flying, floating down, or like gliding down. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're right. It's physics of convenience. Exactly. Exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> I like how his. His threats about what will happen change throughout the episode. So this time it's you'll end up vacuum packed in a can of tuna with nothing to look forward to but the smell of mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, Which we learned in the next episode, SpongeBob loves mayonnaise. So I don't yes. I don't know the problem, but <laughs> right. And the man, what this is just a dark sentiment that we're gonna have a starfish and a sponge made into tuna. I thought tuna was tuna. Like this is disturbing. Yeah. That's a fair point, because we do end up seeing some tuna that is not made out of tuna at some point. I won't spoil it, but, you know. Mm. <laughs> All the listeners are watching the episode as we talk about it, and, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how people uh, consume barnacles, but hopefully they <laughs> either have the episode memorized or they're watching and pausing. And <laughs> yeah, I consume barnacles with a lot of salt and tartar sauce. Oh, you need some. <laughs> With mayonnaise. With mayonnaise. <laughs> yo ho, yo ho, near the hooks will never go. Yes. Yo ho, ah. yo ho, near the hooks will never go. Oh, Mother of Pearl, which, you know, we don't know who that is. We don't fire know. On the poop deck. Ah, Mother of Pearl, fire oh, on the poop deck. My goodness. I've never made the connection of the phrase Mother of Pearl and the fact that we don't know Pearl's mother's name. <laughs> This just went to a new level. Your mind hey, is blown, isn't it? That's the, that's the kind of stuff you, you learn about on Barnacles with only, Jeff and Only at Barnacles can you get this premium SpongeBob deep cut content. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, wow. Thank you. Mother of Pearl. <laughs> mm. I'm going to have to sit on that. You guys keep on. <laughs> Mark will be back in about five to ten minutes. <laughs> look One existential, existential crisis later. <laughs> So the next day, Patrick has learned absolutely no lesson. He's like, hey, SpongeBob, you're going the wrong way. No, I always go to work this way. <laughs> We're going to play hooky. So he he gets the at least the double entendre. He doesn't get the triple one yeah. yet. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this is this is the moment that I was talking about where it felt kind of it felt like an homage, I don't know, to the first episode because we've got SpongeBob in his house. You hear him say like, today's the day that I'm gonna listen to Mr. Krabs or something like that. And then he runs out and he's like, I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. And he's like doing all that and he's running down the street and then Patrick opens up and he's on his rock and he says something to SpongeBob and then he falls in just mm. like the first episode. So it very much felt like they knew this is our last episode of the season. Maybe we'll get more, maybe not. The key difference being that in the first one, Patrick came out to be a good influence to SpongeBob. Indeed. And here, here uh, he, he's, he's, he's kind of gone downhill. Yes, uh, that first episode, he was very supportive, motivational. This one, you know, uh, not so much. I, and I like how Patrick was like, uh, like Mr. Krabs doesn't know what he's talking about. Do you want to listen to a big dummy or you want to listen to me? 
he takes a long pause after what? that. Yep. I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> yeah. I had my fingers crossed. So then there's another hook that appears a ways away from the carnival. And SpongeBob's like, oh no, Mr. Krabs told me all about you. He really, you know, he's he's pretty prophetic here. He's just like, you are a liar, a deceiver. I'll never fall for your tricks again. Is this seat taken? Oh yeah. <laughs> Woo! Oh no, I'm hooked. And that that's doesn't go well. <laughs> Can we talk about Mr. Krabs' party that he's throwing for Pearl? It's yes, awful. please. <laughs> Free water for all your little friends. Don't and don't forget to tip your old man either. Yeah. Oh. He calls himself your old Mr. Krabs three different times in this episode. Yes. Oh, Mr. Like within Krabs. two minutes in that scene. Yeah. He says yeah. that when he's talking to SpongeBob at the beginning, and then here with about leaving the tip, and then later uh, when he says he's going to get a new fry cook, then he'll listen to him. But. Yeah. And actually, this is another moment that made me think about the first episode because he puts up the help wanted sign. The well, same one that SpongeBob looked at and was like, you know, today's the day. You already brought up the fact that I mean, he's like everything he has is on the line. Yeah. You know, from that first episode, he he he's got it. All the good stuff. And then it's put on the table. Do you really want it, SpongeBob? Are you willing to put down <laughs> all of your dignity to keep what you got? Oh yeah. boy. It's all on the line. He <laughs> he doesn't want it. he can't take his pants off in front of these girls <laughs> yeah he's in front of the crusty crab embarrassed because he's hooked and he finally decides to take his pants off in front of pearl and her friends but that doesn't help because his underwear is caught <laughs> yeah it's also it's a little bit worse like i don't i, I do not want to be naked in front of anybody in public but these are teenagers and spongebob's grown we know this he is an adult <laughs> He did take her to prom, which, you know, we talked about that, but. Yes, exactly. But then he took her home and that was it. I don't so, know SpongeBob's grown. His driver's license. He, he, he doesn't have a boating license. Yeah, he doesn't really In the dream, dream, in the dream. Um, I don't know what age he is. He's just, he lives by himself. I mean, you're yeah. right, you're right. He, he's, he's, he, pays, he pays bills. He's no, got Gary, a full-time job. You're right. You're right. He's got grown a dependent. Up. As far as I'm concerned, that's grown. Yep, he's grown. Gary pays right. the bills. I think SpongeBob is the dependent. It, but SpongeBob provides the money for the bills. Gary's responsible for going to the electric, the you know, electric website. bill, the website, and paying it and setting up the. He just needs to set up auto pay. That's yeah. the problem. Is he doesn't have auto pay set up. Sign up for paperless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. All right. So SpongeBob's hanging on to the Krusty Krab sign, and then the hook lets go, and he gets flung to the door. Uh, <laughs> oh, look. It's SpongeBob nudie pants. <laughs> and then when we find out who was really behind it all along, it was Squidward. <laughs> and SpongeBob <laughs> runs home. Oh, I think he'll remember this for a long time. I know I will. <laughs> <laughs> because... He took off his pants. <laughs> and then the episode ends with Patrick being delivered to his own house in a can of tuna and saying, does anybody have a can opener? Yep. Yeah, charitable treatment of a can of tuna. Yeah. Yeah. Man, now I'm concerned about what's in tuna, if it's not actually tuna. What are well, you feeding Okoye, Devin? I, she only gets scraps of tuna. She doesn't get the whole thing. Maybe for her birthday, she'll get a, a whole can of tuna, but she only gets a little bit. I hope it's actually all tuna. I'd be upset. Well, I'm not the one to besmirch the world's largest sandwich artist employer, but there was a whole thing about their tuna not be, possibly not being tuna. Oh, boy. Someone was claiming it wasn't any, any percent tuna. Oh, gosh. It probably is mostly tuna, and someone was just Trying to make something happen? I don't know. Is it is it like the like disinfecting spray that's like 99.9% .9 of germs? This is 99.9% .9 tuna. Hopefully. 
Now all I can think of is, did y'all watch Keenan and Kel as a kid? Yeah. Good, good, good. I don't really remember it at all, but I've watched Keenan, just the show right. Keenan. Yes, that's the, he dropped Kel, got married, had a couple kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the sequel series, of course. Yeah. But no, um, the do you remember from Keenan and Kel, I put the screw in the tuna. What? Screw in the tuna. There's somebody who's listening to this right now who is like, yes, I remember that. Because there was an episode where Keenan, spoiler, I guess, I don't know, where Keenan is eating some tuna from a can and chokes on a screw that was in the can. And Whoa. so they go to court, right? They go to court, okay? And then Kel is put on the stand to testify. And Kel breaks down, starts screaming that he put the screw in the tuna. It was an accident. He accidentally dropped the, the screw in, into the tuna, but he just melts down. It's this whole epic, it's like one of the best Nickelodeon scenes ever. Yeah, so uh, Mark, how many fried boots out of five? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to three point seven five fried boots. Ooh, um, three quarter boots. I, I mean, that's right, three quarter boots. They don't quite cover your them, ankles. Them Tim's. Like, huh? <laughs> them Tim's. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, I'd I'd say three three point seven five um, fried boots. It was good. Um, especially after you know, considering this this uh, hearkening back to the first episode and the the triple entendre, yeah, I, I think I think it uh, and it's got a couple like I mean, man, the Chump Fan of Fifty Nine is incredible, but I think I think there's some <laughs> there's some great there's there's better out there. There's, there's oh, so yeah. much better out there, so I, I can't give it more. Um, suppose I'll, I'll I pass to the time and ask ask Devin, how many uh, out of five free cheeses? How many Ooh. Free cheeses? All right, all right. Let's let's see how many free cheeses. Um, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give it four point one cheeses out of five. I I I like. I mean, this is we we keep using the word classic. Eventually, it's gonna lose its its meaning. Uh, I will I will look up the next episode a uh, uh, synonym for classic, but it's a classic episode. You know, just like we just talked about with the 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 triple meaning of hooky and um, and all that. So it's it's pretty great and and yeah, it's just it's like a solidly structured episode because we like introduce something. A, a conflict, something new for SpongeBob. He, you know, against better judgment, gives in to that and then suffers the consequences of his actions. So I thought it was funny. And then also, well, just well played. Well, Jeff, how many? Oh gosh, I, I thought about Fred again and his starving children, but that's not a good one. I will not use that. How many days have they not eaten? How many of Fred's starving children? <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's my thought. I'm going to go with something less dark. Um, how how many uh, chum famines out of five? You I'm going 59 chum, no. Um, <laughs> I, okay, I have a difference of opinion with y'all. I, I, I would consider myself an expert on season one of SpongeBob, having... Us having gone through literally every single episode of it. This okay. might be the best episode of season one. I, okay. I really think this is the best episode. I'm going like 4.7 out of 5. Whoa. I, it, it's, I love when SpongeBob gets like kind of anxiety driven. Like Wet Painters is the best example of that. But uh, this has that too. And just, yeah, I mean, all the, the layers of meaning you can get out of this episode. The, the quotes are great. Uh, it's it's tightly structured i just yeah this is this is this and like hall monitor are probably my two favorite episodes mm. yeah it's real good yeah. Yeah, you're right there's not a, there's not an empty moment of this episode yeah yeah, yeah. They, use, they use every every scene 
Yeah. Every you got to, you only have eleven week. minutes. <laughs> yep. Well, they they have some time wasting episodes, Mark. They. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I haven't gone back to those as much. We've had some that uh that weren't as strong as this. <laughs> Oh man! Like speaking of, uh, Murray Man and Mark Boyd. No. Uh, Whoa! I was I was about to say. Wait a minute. It, this, this one's the inferior of the two. We'll, we'll... <laughs> no, maybe you don't think so. Maybe you don't think so. But uh, it's a good one. It, it's funny. But uh, SpongeBob uh, starts out. He's watching Saturday morning cartoons while he's watching Murray Man and Barnacle Boy while eating Murray Man and Barnacle Boy brand cereal and eating with giant teeth that are uh, Mermaid and Barnacle Boy themed. The official <laughs> Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy breakfast biters. <laughs> the, the show, by the way, is awful because they, they Barnacle Boy's on strings and he falls and, uh, you know, they, they keep missing yeah. the cues. Aided by his young ward. Aided by, by his young war. To the chiropractor. The way they they said fleet and forceful again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just what he is. Yeah, the first mark, the first time, like when we went back and watched the first Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, they referred to Mermaid Man as fleet and forceful. I don't know don't what fleet know is mean. an adjective. I don't know what that means. Like fleet of foot. Okay. Swift, agile. Bag oh, okay. gummit. We should have had you on earlier. <laughs> I got the thesaurus right here. I didn't even think about that. I, I Kevin couldn't figure this out. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll admit that's a little surprised that y'all are, y'all are some genius people, but <laughs> just, I happened to have read a story of a gentleman named Fleet, some like mythological fake Wood story. Mac? The other day. Not Wood Mac. Um, <laughs> You know, it turns out that word wasn't on the CPA exam, so I never... Yeah, 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 that's right. Excuses, excuses. But no, it is on my character sheet every week, Mark. Oh. That's well, yeah, because... I, mean, I think it I think it's probably has to do with my um, having just read, what, like 2,500 pages of fantasy novels over the past no. month? Yeah. That's probably well, yeah. where it comes up, you know. But yeah, like, like I have a modern to... modern like... word. Yeah. So... Man. You know, my, but like that's that's my like my ranger has like we got to level eight and I'm I have fleet of foot so I can do a bonus action to dash so I should have known this by now I I am ashamed mm. I am ashamed man a lot of that shame in here okay <laughs> how bad is that this um little little um info infomercial show they've got going on is they also when they start and they really lean into it in a way that I think is beautiful. Because they're going to fight their nemeses and they come up and punch it. And when they hit it, it says paper. And it's like, punch <laughs> it. And the flash up doesn't say power test, cardboard. And then yep. they hit the last of the hit says lame. Oh, lame. Man, they really <laughs> took them down on this one. And then next, you got SpongeBob and Patrick going, not lame. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have a contest and then they announce the winner of the contest is Spring Boob Squire Pin. Hmm. <laughs> Life-size Krabby Patty replicas of Murray Man and Barnacle Boy. <laughs> and SpongeBob just does not figure out that it's him, even after huh. even after seeing what he made. It's like, hey, yeah. Squ- Squire Pin stole my idea. That's right. Because yeah. what else would you do? That's the only appropriate homage to pay to Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. <laughs> of course. When you think of them, you think of Krabby Patties. Mm. They do eat at the Krusty Krab, and Barnacle Boy can't finish one, so. <laughs> yep. yep. Should have made him out of three quarters of a of Krabby Patty. <laughs> <laughs> the whole entire house jumps up and flips uh, when he realizes <laughs> that he won, which is really impressive. And then a guy is just standing in his house. I think it's the same kid that delivered the newspapers in all the Yes, exactly. It was the town crier. He doesn't say anything this time. I wanted to hear his voice again. I I did too. I, but nothing can really beat on yourselves with knowledge. Nothing can beat that. And then he has You're, tissues. Yeah. Oh, I love your, your look of confusion, Mark. That was from the Paul Monitor episode. Uh-huh. With the maniac that's oh, running yeah. around town. And so this kid 
who just delivers things. He delivers newspapers in this episode. He's got his really high pitched, you know, kid town criers like extra, extra maniac on the loose. And then he gives his, he gives a newspaper to SpongeBob and Patrick. And in this deep gravelly voice goes, take it friends, arm yourselves with knowledge. And then goes right back to his town crier voice. Man. And then he was in uh, Walking Small and he had that same voice. But yep. We, but the we didn't voice. Hear yeah. The, the prophetic voice of like this possessed. <laughs> <laughs> Either prophetic or possessed. Like, like his other. eyes roll back and he's just like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But he has tissues for SpongeBob. And <laughs> I like when SpongeBob <laughs> is describing it as seen on TV. Yeah. <laughs> then SpongeBob's like, I need to see if it works, and leans out his like second story window and is just blowing on it. <laughs> and Merman and Barnacle Boy hear it and they they start flopping down this like tube into the into the underground to the mermelayer. They burn their butts and oh yeah. And they jump <laughs> off of the couch to jump back onto the couch. Yep. Like they're sitting on the couch, they hear it, they jump up danger jump back on the couch to go into their lair uh, we're not yeah. in the invisible mobile are we no they're, one of their superpowers is momentarily defying gravity yeah, yeah. until they until they acknowledge gravity yeah they're they not subject to it yeah that's like classic roadrunner and coyote and <laughs> Uh, and then Barnacle Boy's like, oh, Mermaid Man, I think I. And then you hear Mermaid Man say, found it. And then just Barnacle Boy just gets burned. Got roasted. roasted. Boy, I got roasted. He, he, Barnacle Boy experiences so much pain in this yeah. episode. Oh, man. Getting flattened, getting burned numerous times in numerous ways. Gets uh what rate gets hit with radiation blast. Oh, it has a mini atomic explosion on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Man, a lot of stuff happens. Back up Godzilla up in here. And then they they slam into SpongeBob's walls as Barnacle Boy slams into the door mm-hmm. and it falls. That big old steel door. But then they say about SpongeBob, oh no, he's been horribly disfigured. <laughs> no, it's- just that sponge kid again. <laughs> you know, I like that they acknowledge, like, yeah, they've met before. This is, you know, yeah. they they interacted. It's it rare felt- that they acknowledge prior episodes, but they do here. Right. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> no, I, I won this in a contest. They don't tell us anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, what other Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy accoutrement are just being peddled out there in these contests that anybody could just have. Like, next thing you know, they're going to lose the tickle belt. <laughs> the drink belt, the, the MW. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> w for one boat. Did you set it to one boat? The orb of confusion. Yeah. Excuse uh, you. Uh, confusion. Uh-huh. Yes. Also, accoutrement. That was a, that was a good word. That's yeah. the that's that master's education coming out. Yeah, that wasn't on the CPA exam either. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't on the CPA exam or SpongeBob, Jeff Don't doesn't matter. know it. I know two types of things. And he doesn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> so Barnacle Boy tells him you only blow it when there's trouble, or there'll be trouble. And then uh, tells Murray Man, come on, they're serving meatloaf today. Yeah, Barnacle <laughs> Boy is really stepping up with SpongeBob. He's just like, you better not try me, son. Yeah. Very intimidating. But let's, and let's not forget the, the old classic winking point and click the, that whole thing. Like, they, I don't know if they had rehearsed that previously, but they were on it. Yeah, I, yeah, like, I like that Murray Man have, some, have this powerful connection. Yeah, and then, and then Squidward isn't here, but he is definitely has a similar model to Barnacle Boy. Yeah, both in tone <laughs> as well as shape. The nose. Yep. They. I don't think this has happened. Maybe it's in one of the later episodes that we've just not seen. 
But there should be a Squidward and Barnacle Boy team up. That 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 would be the the big nose brothers just getting together and yeah. well they fight snarky. against each other. They do fight against each other when they're mm-hmm. superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Krakatawa. Krakatawa. Yeah. So Merman and Barnacle Boy, uh, Merman's in the shower. Barnacle Boy is like, save me some hot water. And then um, <laughs> they, they hear the conch and they go and SpongeBob looks dead. And Gary is covering <laughs> up Merman. Man. Gary covers <laughs> Merman Man until the towel comes back. And, and then Gary, you know, slides away. <laughs> I mean, you got to cover up the only two right. humans in the whole sea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we talked about that on the first Murray Man Barnacle Boy episode. We were like, how big are they? Like, they're, are they like a few inches tall? Like, these are human beings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just, know. you know, you get, you, they say you shrink as you get older. <laughs> and as you're underwater, you shrivel up. So. Exactly. The right. People have been pressure. looking for mermaids for so long, they've assumed they were the same size as us. <laughs> not, very small. Yeah. It's like, it's like, ride seahorses. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's like that'd be like learning uh, when we learned that velociraptors were actually really tiny. When who learned yeah. that? What you telling me? Y'all ain't learned that velociraptors are actually not very big. How did we not well, they know they are extinct? But yeah, the only way we even know about them is from their skeletons. So how would we not know the size of them if we had there was them? so <laughs> part of this is learning it from the award-winning video game phenomena, uh, The Last of Us Part Two, because there is a scene where they're in an old museum and the father figure like sees a skeleton is like, that right there is a velociraptor. And the kid's like, no, that's actually a, and like reads it. He's like, but that's a, as a velociraptor and then they go like around the corner and there's like these little you know these tinier ones and she's like hey look it's that velociraptor you were talking about and then he's mad at the the dinosaur movie that he watched and told him that velociraptors were bigger than that yeah man i'm feel the same way i'm very disappointed <laughs> well, spongebob uh the reason he called them and looks dead is because he can't open his jar of mayonnaise. Oh, <laughs> it's not because he needed a tailor. He didn't, he, it wasn't man. that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wrong, wrong fake emergency. My apologies. Yeah. He's good at fake emergencies. I like how both him and Mermaid Man cheer when Barnacle Boy opens the mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> they get books for this guy. They clean his bathroom. They read him a story while Barnacle Boy is holding milk and cookies. They took some picture with him. Did you notice the the framed photo that that when they're like, I guess, shining his shoes or something? There's a framed photo of SpongeBob with Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy on his wall. <laughs> That's funny. So Barnacle Boy gets on to SpongeBob and SpongeBob cries and uh, Barnacle Boy tries to destroy the conch with his sulfur vision. Yeah, uh, but then he just drops it in his pants. Yep, <laughs> pulls off his pants and drops it in, <laughs> and we never see it again. No, <laughs> it just morphs into him. I guess I don't know. Yeah, pants are a bag of holding. <laughs> Merman's like, you know, uh, he could be the hero of tomorrow, <laughs> or the villain, or the villain. <laughs> No reasoning, no like this could happen or that could happen. Like we're gonna try to help that. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Besides, I remember another young whippersnapper who wanted to be a superhero. You don't even remember breakfast, you old kook. <laughs> yeah, I love that Merman Man and Barnacle Boy. Very much, they're like, they're like parents in this in this situation. Merman Man is like the really supportive and fun one. And then the Barnacle Boy is the parent that's just like, no, and you know, no, no fun and no playing and and all that. Like it's just he's trying to trying to keep keep things in order. <laughs> and then uh, they so they get in the invisible automobile and they're singing jingle bells, mermaid man spells, barnacle boy laid an egg. 
SpongeBob hits the origami button. And that's, you know, if we didn't already realize that he was going to be a big hindrance to them, this really. <laughs> so they're looking over a skyscraper. They're on the top of a skyscraper and he appears and they just plummet to their doom. <laughs> man but i do love the the physical comedy combined with the the verbal comedy of you gotta stay vigilant always on your toes and they're just like hanging out <laughs> over their toes they're literally so, on their toes yeah. yeah and spongebob let's not let's not just look by the fact that he is perpendicular to Thank the building like they're Thank hanging you. out over it and i'm like man that doesn't, i mean sure physics whatever they're just hanging it's out Michael over the Jackson. top of the building and then yeah spongebob comes up and he's just walking up the building <laughs> they weren't very vigilant if he got to the top without them noticing you know no they gotta they gotta do better than that oh, yeah man. it was impressive it was on the side of that building and then they see the atomic flounder and they're like oh you know he he's retired but you know he could go back to crime just like that and spongebob starts beating him up and he's like but you said that he could snap just like that I just don't understand what this villain's crimes were that he's just retired. <laughs> he just retires. Not in he's, jail or anything. Just retired. I guess he just nailed his community service. And man, they rehabilitate under the ocean. They uh, yeah. doing it right, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's, it's messed up that SpongeBob just, you know, assumed that because he he was a a former felon that you know he was gonna he was gonna do it again yeah he did just burn barnacle boy to a crisp though he did he did no mercy yeah like first he was provoked though not by barnacle boy though no was yes sir least provoking of any (laughs) what if it what what if it was just like a reaction like he had no control over it He's like, if I if I wasn't what's hired, and ah, just ah, and, and just came out. He just hiccuped. Yeah, you know. That's what he told. The, that's what he told the judge. Mm. <laughs> Your Honor, I had no control over it. <laughs> I thought he kind of sounded like a Kennedy there. If I wasn't, <laughs> right. ask not what your atomic breath can do for you. Ask what you can do for your atomic breath. <laughs> ah. So then they eat at a diner, and SpongeBob's like, "So what are we doing tomorrow?" And yeah. they're like, uh, "Here's a nickel. Go find our theme song on the jukebox." And there, Mermaid Man's like, "You know, for pain in the neck, he is a nice kid. Let's ditch him." <laughs> they just like flex their dynamic duo muscles in that moment because like they they ha- they see the problem. Find a solution immediately. Here's a nickel. You go on ahead and look for this. We gotta go. Like they're they're on the same page immediately. They absolutely are. We've seen this one before. <laughs> oh man! But they can't find the invisible boatmobile, so we get yet another uh, Barnacle Boy right behind it and getting burned again. Uh, Why mm-hmm. do they not have a beeper, like the the beep well, beep? What do you call it? The clicker. Yeah, they need to. I feel to. like that comes later. They, they get one installed before, in one of the later Mermaid Man Barnacle Boy episodes. Mm, you're right, I think. I don't think yeah. it's a topic of conversation, but I do believe I remember it beeping and only seeing the lights. Because <laughs> really apparently those are visible, as is the flame. Yeah, I eventually find it. So, so we meet a villain. I'm just moving right along. So we meet. <laughs> yeah. Now, we meet a villain. We meet a villain, the Dirty Bubble, who is the easiest villain of all time to defeat. Uh, but he swallows <laughs> up Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, and then SpongeBob wants his autograph. And uh, the no, not the point, not the point, not the point. Uh. He's gone. Yeah. Did Dirty Bubble just die? He's in later episodes, so I think he just got defeated. I don't know how he comes back. But, like, I mean, is the Dirty Bubble just, is he more of a, a concept? Yeah, like are there numerous dirty the bubbles? Symbol. Anybody so. can be the dirty the bubble. That's I think right. it's just there's dirty water, and then a bubble, you know, gets blown, and he's the dirty bubble, and then another one will get blown later. So whenever there's a dirty bubble, I'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> and he says something like, "You can't save them, sponge of mystery." 
Yeah. When did he learn SpongeBob's hero name? <laughs> I think he made it up. Right. I like it. That's how that's how the that's how heroes should get their names is by the villains. Yeah. That's funny. Oh. Dirty bubble pop and Merman. His his awesome surface tension is what kept Merman Man and Barnacle Boy at bay. Oh yeah, that was funny. Oh. (laughs) And do you do y'all remember why SpongeBob was able to run outside and help? Oh, he finally found found it again. It was the special dance mix. It was the special dance mix. I want to hear it. Like that's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) all right mark let's see how many invisible boat mobiles out of five is this episode oh this this is uh i happen to agree with jeff about this being the lesser of the two episodes and this is not this is not a terrible lot of invisible boat mobiles um I'd say if I would have to reckon it with all of the other Sponge SpongeBob's that I've seen, it's it's it might it might have to only be two invisible boatmobiles. Whoa. Um, I mean, there's just the conflict is just that SpongeBob really likes Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, mm-hmm. and it's I guess it's overcome by convenience that he beat the dirty bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like they don't really grow. I guess they grow to appreciate him. Yeah. So there's some story there, but yeah, I'd say the, the main thing that I enjoyed about the episode, I mean, there's ha- antics and hijinks, but I just don't know that there's the um, quintessential humor mm-hmm. or even the uh, a story arc like there is in Hookie, where there's a setup mm-hmm. and a payoff. It's kind mm-hmm. of a payoff, but it's not really the same one you may have wanted at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but Jeff, to put it back, right back at you, Ooh. how many uh, mandatory superhero gloves would you give it out of five? <laughs> All of them have gloves from birth. You've got to. Got to have them. Can't be a superhero yeah. without gloves. Even when taking a shower. what Superman's they gloves doing. on. They do. Uh, I, I'll go a little bit higher. It, it's, uh, I mean, it's a fun episode. But it's like a 2.9, like a 3 out of 5. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's in the lower half of episodes. But it's a, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was fun. But, yeah, I agree with you about the the plot structure and everything. Um, let's see. I'll ask uh, Devin how many uh, special dance mixes. Yes. I was hoping that's what you were going to go for. I was thinking it. I was like, special dance mix. Special. I was prepared to text you and be like, do special dance mix. Y'all, y'all made me second guess what I was going to do originally. I feel like I, I mean, I usually don't decide what my rating is going to be until the very last moment. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'll give it a 3.2 special dance mixes out of five. That's what I'll do. Yeah, because I liked it. But yeah, you're right. It's not in the top. It's not in the like, top half mm-hmm. of season one. Yeah. It's still enjoyable. And we get Merman Man and Barnacle Boy who are just fantastic characters Mm -hmm. and i really liked the like continuing to to dive into that parody of like the you know adam west batman and and all that uh because when they sing the um what was the song how's it going yeah or laid an egg the boatmobile lost a wheel the invisible boatman in the Dirty bubble, all this, yeah, like that. Cut off after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, y'all, and y'all got where that reference came from, right? Yeah, um, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. Yes, there we go. Good job. I, the the pause there made me think that is this not as common as I thought it was? Yeah, no, I knew that song. Yeah. Did that originate? Where did that originate oh, from? Because I have no idea. I just heard kids singing it at school. I don't know. Yeah. I heard it when I was a kid from like like Saturday morning cartoon, the like Batman animated series. And there was like a clip of the Joker, good old Luke Skywalker, uh, Mark Hamill singing that song as the Joker. It's like, mm. you know, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Landon Egg, all that. So maybe that was the original or maybe somebody else sang it and then it got popped, I don't know. But more parody, it was great. 
Yeah, I just want them to spray somebody with shark repellent, like spray a shark. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, man. We need to get that bat shark repellent spray. Yeah, I mean, this is the time to have it. I don't know why Batman had it. That just doesn't seem like the thing that you just have. I don't know why he spent time like getting Lucius Fox to develop that for him. Because they didn't want to see Robin get et by, or himself get et by a shark in that that's episode. Fair. Yeah, I guess he's just, that's just Batman. He's always prepared for anything. Yeah, right. Man, Devin, we did yeah. it. We did a whole entire season of SpongeBob. We did. Yeah. We did this thing. Yeah. So, um, what comes after season one? Season two, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, season one, uh, I had several different people ask me, like, why don't you just do one episode of Barnacles for one episode of SpongeBob? And I'm like, that's what <laughs> we're doing. An episode of SpongeBob can have one, two, sometimes three segments, but it's all one episode. Uh, can you imagine if our like if we had an entire episode, our second episode was about reef blower? I mean, it would have been <laughs> the sticks. I mean, <laughs> it would be very quiet. We could have been just quiet the whole time and no dialogue. It would have been genius. Um, yes. Yeah. Very but artsy. I do think that going forward, uh, what, what we've decided on is that uh, we will do one segment for one episode. Uh, just because I try to keep everything I post under an hour and I, I've been having to like kind of rush through, you know, to get two full episodes discussed in one hour and then I have to, you know, edit it down and I don't really want to take anything out and I want these conversations to be able to breathe more. So yeah. I think uh, like splitting it up into two different episodes that are each like 40 minutes instead of trying to talk about both of them yeah. in one hour, I think will help make it so we can, you know, just go on more tangents and have more uh silly conversations season know. two about to be raw and uncut oh oh well that's one way to put it. <laughs> so i'm still gonna cut some things you say out including probably that but what no i like that one <laughs> but uh, okay i'll leave it at but um it yeah still keeps then, in the g rating yeah okay sure uh but i think that that's gonna help the show breathe a little bit more uh, I'm excited about that. And also season two, frankly, is a better season of SpongeBob than season one. So yeah. I'm just really excited about what all we have. And I've tried not to have any repeat guests, except for my wife, Sarah, was on two episodes, but- uh, She was on a bonus. That doesn't count. No, she did actually do two full episodes and a bonus. Wait, what full episodes did she do? She was on episodes eight and 10. I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head which ones those were, but- uh, we'll, but we'll start having people back. Uh, Dylan has to come back. That was hilarious when he was on. Um, and yeah, we'll get him back on. But um, the next episode, uh, the start of season two is Your Shoes Untied and Squid's Day Off. So I'm sorry if I just promised that season two was great because, yeah, well, it'll be great after those two. But uh, <laughs> uh, okay. did you finish with those errands? Errands, errands, errands um but <laughs> yeah uh you have any closing thoughts on season one Devin? Hmm. i haven't completely wasted your time have I? <laughs> no not at all it was, it was a good time i yeah it's it's kind of it's really exciting that you know you came came to me with this idea and we've you know just kind of we've run with it and have made this many episodes and now we get to move on to season two, which just has such heavy hitters, such amazing episodes. And it's, yeah, it was it was worthwhile just to be able to get to where we are. I'm glad that uh, it's been worthwhile for you. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> this has been fun. Thanks for being on, Mark. This was good. This was a good time. Hope you had fun. Oh yeah, happy to be on. And we'll see y'all next time. See y'all. There's a lot of beards right now. Barnacles with Jep and Devin is a production of Jep and Devin. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at BarnaclesJND. Send us a voice message on Anchor. 
Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And remember, with imagination, you can be anything you want.